Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. We're joined here in studio by research analyst Funiswang Kuta. Let's start with the private sector credit extension data um, that came out yesterday. So what is it telling us? Are South African consumers and uh, businesses borrowing in these tough? So the private sector credit extension data came out and growth slowed down from 6.7% in May to 6.2% year on year um, this year. And this data basically tells us about the growth in credit extension in the private sector. So that is businesses and you and me, the consumer. And perhaps this is a figure that we don't pay attention to as ordinary South Africans or we don't even look at or know it exists. But it's quite important because credit is the oxygen of the economy. So most people can't afford, well, I know I can't afford to buy a car and a house for cash. Therefore, so this credit gives you that financial power to be able to make these purchasing decisions. And the data which came out suggests that there are low levels of business and consumer confidence, which we've spoken about time and time again. And this inevitably results in less borrowing by the private sector. So if we can take it down to basics, for me and you as a consumer, we are currently worried about the recession and we're not sure if we're going to have a job in a year's time, let alone an income. So that will deter you and me from borrowing. And if you look from a business perspective, businesses aren't confident about the growth of the economy and political and policy uncertainty. So that will deter them from borrowing to invest further in the economy. So credit growth is likely to improve later on in the year, and this will be sparked by that surprise rate cut, which we got two weeks ago. And we're also expecting a further rate cut later this year. I'm just crossing fingers for my bond and my car that that comes through. (laughs) (laughs) So this drop in the interest rates makes the cost of borrowing cheaper, therefore encourages borrowing, and it makes my pocket a whole lot easier. Um, So from... The general conditions in terms of credit, it will still remain weak. It will still be difficult for consumers to take out that extra bond or to go buy that car. And lending institutions will also keep their lending standards quite tight in these challenging economic conditions. And uh, interesting times. I'll keep my fingers and toes crossed along with you. And then uh, the trade data numbers came out yesterday and showed an improvement. Tell us what that means for the economy. Yes, so the trade, we have a trade surplus in South Africa and this widened to 10.7% in June this year from 7.2% in May last year. So this basically indicates that our exports are greater than our imports. So our export values increased by 1.1% and our imports fell by 1.3%. So this is a yay moment for South Africa because it's a positive contributor to GDP. And to add to this, on a cumulative basis, our trade surplus for the first six months totaled almost $28 billion, compared to a deficit, which we had last year, of just over $5 billion in the same period. So this cumulative data tells us a trend that we are getting more in RAND terms for the goods that we are exporting than what we are paying for the goods coming into the country, which is great. 
Um, and if I just thought back to economic theory from my textbook, which I had to go in the attic <laughs> to go look mm. at. And if you just think about what your textbook would tell you, they'd say that when the rand appreciates, which is what we've seen over the past couple of months, that your exports are going to decrease because it becomes more expensive for other countries to buy your goods and services. But just like everything else that's happening in the world, this hasn't been the case. We have an anomaly in this case because this our exports have been supported by an increase in global demand, which has indicated that there are greater export volumes which are coming through. So just to explain to the listeners, in South Africa, we have 19 categories of goods which we trade. And in every country, you have the main goods which you trade. So our key imports that we bring into South Africa are things such as mineral products, that would be crude oil and electrical equipment. And our key exports that we're taking out to the rest of the world are agricultural products and vehicles and equipment. So yesterday, you posed a challenge to me. Mm-hmm to figure out how do we improve our GDP. So our trade data already kind of tells us one component of GDP, which is the imports and exports. And that's how do we improve our GDP using this this specific um, component. And as I said, South Africa has a trade surplus. And as a contributor to GDP, it will be positive because we are having more exports than imports um, because of that increased global demand. But besides looking at greater imports and exports, this export tells us and speaks to us about productive capacity. So in order for us to increase our GDP, we also need to produce more. And not only for ourselves, because we're quite a small country, but for the rest of the world. And this will inevitably filter into job creation, which we have unemployment at 27%. So when you look at production, you also need to ask yourself, what do we produce to get to that level where we are even improving our GDP on a greater scale? And what Economics will tell us that they speak about comparative advantage, and that is you focus and you do what you do best. You focus on those categories that you're really good at instead of being a jack of all traits, and you also look at what do you have in your economy to contribute to this production, and that is we have a large supply of labor, and it's mainly predominantly on the lower on the lower skill side. So how do you take those components and gear up your GDP? So one of the elements which South Africa has done very well so far is that we've built a comparative advantage in the vehicles industry. And this is where government, if you remember, I was probably around five then, um, with the incentives that government created for the vehicle manufacturing sector. Mm -hmm. And that has done so well for SA because it incentivizes vehicle manufacturers to produce in South Africa and therefore export to the rest of the world. So these are the kinds of things that we need to start seeing in South Africa to improve our GDP. How do we make sure that we are producing more and exporting to the rest of the world? Wow. And uh, just a quick one before I let you go, um, Moody's, because, you know, we're always concerned about what the ratings mm. agencies are doing and saying. So how have they weighed in on uh, the South African Reserve Bank's decision to cut interest rates? So yesterday, Moody's came out and they warned that the interest rate cuts, which we saw two weeks ago, they were a bit skeptical. They're saying it coincides with all the growing political pressure on economic policy. And they're saying that, Could it have been as a result of that, the rate cuts, 
or are there other factors that the South African Reserve Bank took into account in order to cut the interest rates? And the Saab governor stressed and reiterated that this reiterated the Saab's independence and stressed that there was no political pressure when they cut the interest rates two weeks ago. So Moody's does acknowledge that a reduction in interest rates will boost and support economic growth. But on the other side, they highlighted that will that benefit be seen considering all the structural problems which we are facing in South Africa. So essentially they're saying we're going to need to have some kind of structural reform for us to see that benefit of a reduction of interest rates coming through in the economy. And if you remember, the reason why they're speaking about this political pressure, if you remember the public protector came out with a recommendation saying that the central bank needs to change its mandate. And this is a really touchy point for ratings agencies because they want to see that institutions such as the Saab are independent because that comes in in the assessment of South Africa's institutional strength. So if we remember that Moody's is the only rating of the top three rating agencies that haven't downgraded South Africa's debts to junk and Fitch and SNP downgraded South Africa's foreign currency debts to junk earlier this year. So the implications would be that if Moody's also downgrades South Africa, you'll have the top three rating agencies having said that South African debt is junk, which would result in global fund managers pulling out their money from SA, selling South African assets. And we need this capital in this country to be able to do, to invest in production and to grow our manufacturing capabilities, for example. And this will also inevitably result in pressure on the rand, and we don't want to see a huge depreciation in the rand. Um, so essentially, the the independence issue would be a trigger for downgrade, and that's not what we want to see coming through in the news. Uh, Fundi Swanguta, research analyst.